Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is yeah. Faraz Siddiqui. Wait, wait, wait. We oh, do the intro. Do the intro. Uh, you you want to look wait, it up right yeah, now? Yeah, I, I, mean, I wasn't even ready for it. Sorry, man. Fuck. I should have given you a heads up. Yeah, hold on. Let me just Google. Just keep talking, and then I'll interrupt you with the music. Sounds good. Sounds good. So we can have the intro music like in the middle. That's fine. Uh, anyway, so we're here uh, with Joey. I'm Faraz Siddiqui. That's Joey Volpe, uh, the fantasy football analyst. Oh, this is an ad. Oh, you, you me... oh, that just ruined my day. Did you look on YouTube? Yeah. Rookie move. Oh, I should have went to Spotify. Should have. Because I know what I want to play. Right. How long is the ad? Can you skip it, or is it the whole One ad? One second left. Okay, cool. This is slow start. <laughs> well. Like, I can't skip. Championship week is here. It is upon us. Thank you, Joey. Fade it out. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Joey's <clears throat> walking out of the room with his, his phone. Um... But yeah, man, championship week is here. This is going to be our last podcast of the season. Yep. Uh, if you play in week 17, go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. Jeez. Jesus Christ for us. For uh, us, Saduki, not giving any fucks this week. Nope, zero. Because um, none of us made the championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really upset about that, actually. I wish I was playing Me you know, too. in a game. But you know you know what you have to do, though? What? Don't set your lineup. Just do the opposite. Unset your lineup. Put the shitty players in. Right. Because if you look at your lineup win, uh-huh. like have a really good week when right. you're not in, it hurts. 100%. I'm actually going to drop all my players. Uh, well, don't do that. Well, no, before, like on Saturday. So nobody can pick them up. Yeah, of course. Because if, okay. if I drop them on Saturday, there's a two-day two waiver period. Just so make sure can't that's pick the case because you're going to fuck everything up. Oh, 100%. I'm the commissioner, though, so I can always like, reverse so it. So you can just if, fuck yeah, everything yeah, up. Yeah, 100%. If you want. Yeah. I, I made sure. Like, it, Actually, no, I can't even make a... Ro- I, I'm out of the playoffs, so I can't even make a... A roster move, so yeah, it's a good rule. Yeah, it's a good rule. Um, don't like put all the play. You can put all the players on your bench because if you take player out of your starting lineup, put them on your bench, it'll just create an extra bench spot. That's true. As long as your starting spot's empty. That's true. Okay, so um, Joey, uh, let's get into some injuries yep. this week. Um, OBJ out for the entire out. fantasy playoffs. He'll be back week seventeen. And for all you guys people. who are playing in week yeah. seventeen. <laughs> By the way, if you're playing in week seventeen, don't. Don't. Um, so, <laughs> don't even set your lineup. Um, it just sucks. I mean, if you don't know why we're saying that, obviously, because teams, send you know. players in yeah, 17. A lot I of mean, teams send the players, especially. especially if you're Chiefs players. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs, Saints. If the Saints win well, this week. If the Chiefs win this week. and Yeah, especially if the Saints. If the yeah. Saints and the Chiefs win this week and the Chargers lose, you're not going to see Travis Kelsey. You're not going to see Spencer Ware. Tyree. If that matters. You're not going to see Tyreek Hill. You're not going to see Patrick Mahomes. So, just. Don't. That's the reason, and you just never know. You can have the bomb ass team, like you can yeah. have Mahomes and Hill, you know, and that's like who's been carrying your team, and like, and like all of a sudden, like week. you got to go ahead and play Josh Allen, you know. Not saying that Josh Allen's terrible, but he's actually probably rostered uh, <laughs> by somebody else on your league. Yeah, Taylor you, Heineke. That's yeah, you got to pick up Taylor Heineke and hold Taylor that. Heineke. Cam Newton is gonna be out for the last two games of the year. Yes, uh, Panthers is gonna rest him. Maybe get a better draft pick in the process. But, um, Would you play any skill player on the Panthers this week outside of Christian McCaffrey? You know, you know I, I thought of that. Um, my initial answer is no. But when you really think about it, what Cam Newton have we been seeing the last two or three weeks? Right. Right? It's really about target distribution, too. Target distribution, yes. It's like, 
how do you know that like Curtis Samuel is going to be able to get it done or DJ Moore or Ian Thomas? And the, no, but the thing is, you don't. But at the same time, this is Cam Newton with no shoulder, right? <laughs> playing the last few weeks, he hasn't right. been able to move the ball unless it's Christian McCaffrey. So enter Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I mean, I would agree that like it might be an upgrade, but for who? You know, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like upgrade as in like Trying somebody who can actually throw the ball. Who, and then that's the problem, right? Yeah, Determining this is for his who. First career start, for Taylor Heineke. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the only issue that I have. So I mean, it's tough. Like especially championship week, it's like, who do you? But I think you go with? I think that's more. Uh, I think that means more as far as security for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah. You know, like obviously touch, touches wise. I don't. I yeah. don't want to try to play any of the other pass catchers. Yeah. He he was he was uh, out of practice on Thursday, but they wanted to arrest him probably because he has to carry this whole yeah, team on his he, back. <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> pretty like, much. Just take a few days off. Yeah, he, he's back in practice today. By the way, he he'll, he should be good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Gurley didn't practice yesterday. He said he wasn't planning on practicing today, mm-hmm. uh, but he says he'll play. Now, as Joey said, you're not so convinced, right? Like you want to make sure that if he doesn't practice today, that you at least, at least have a backup plan. Uh, well, as as a head coach, you never want to come out and say, like, oh, he's probably not going to play. You do, you want to give the other team the indication that he is going to play. And then if it so happens that he won't, then he doesn't. I mean, look at what the Steelers did with James Conner last week. They're like, oh, he doesn't need to practice the whole week to play. He could, you know, like, limp onto the field and then we'll still start him. Like, and that's kind of what they did this week until, until he himself was like, uh, I'm not feeling so great. He's like, yeah, I don't know about this week. <laughs> Sorry about your fantasy championships, guys. Right. But, um, oh, by the way, speaking of that, did you just like see what Melvin Gordon posted on social media? Yeah, he was like, so all I, my fantasy, I like that. yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, I feel like he was like shouting all of us out, like, yo, like, I'm sorry I couldn't play. I know you guys were dependent on me. Um, I wonder if OBJ is going to do something like that. Missing the no, I don't think I, I, I doubt I'm it. I'm pretty sure I've seen stuff about uh, reporters asking Odell Beckham Jr. about fantasy. Uh-huh. And he said he doesn't care about fantasy. <laughs> right, right, right. So I'm sure he doesn't. I, I'm sure most, most of the guys you can see are the guys who go to FFC. That's true. And FFC, because Gordon was there. Yeah, Gordon was there. I, I didn't get to go, but... Yeah, I, Ty Gurley was there. Ty um, Gurley. I went, and... Dude, Melvin Gordon's a big dude. Yeah. He's a big dude. Like, I didn't realize how big that... He He must be like... How, is he like 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, like, let's see how tall he is. I'm I sure he's like 6'1". I don't think he's really? Derrick Henry big. I thought he was pretty big, man. Let me see, let me see. I thought he was pretty big. You're right, you're right. He's 6'1". Um, see, I'm so good at heights. He, you were so good at heights, man. Um... You should make a, a height Instagram account. Hey guys, this is the Fantasy Heights podcast. <laughs> Raz just gonna say players, and I'm just gonna tell them how tall they are. Do a couple. Do a couple. Uh, Kareem Hunt, five eleven. Isn't it funny that Patrick Mahomes has a, a Hunt's like has an endorsement with Hunt's ketchup now? Really? Just now? Like it just happened like a couple days ago? And like Wait, I want to actually see if Kareem he loses Hunt's one Hunt and then he gains he gains another. It's Kareem Hunt five eleven. You actually want to vet that yourself? I don't know. Why I would just... you vet it when you already know? He's five eleven. I, oh yeah, he's five eleven. Dude, that's pretty. Right, good. One more, one more. Right, let's keep going. Uh, let's go, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley? Yeah. Pretty sure he's like six foot. I think he's a little taller. I'm looking at Joey funny. Like, keep going. No, he's six foot. That's it. He's a little taller than six foot. You said he no, is six like, one, Joey. Ding 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 ding. You look it up beforehand. I already had it here because when I looked at Melvin Gordon for some reason, <sighs> I knew he was like a little taller. I just didn't know. Um, right. Alvin Kamara. He's. I think he's surprising. I think he's like 5'11". 5'10". You have immediately been disqualified from this, so you got one wrong, so that's it's over for you. 5'6". Your career's over. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Fire. Okay. Anyway. Um, moving on. Uh, so yeah, just have a backup plan for Todd Gurley. Uh, now... Now, who you, is the backup plan? Right? I, I would assume that it's John Kelly, that he would be the guy... Who will get most of the work? But do they um, sign CJ Anderson and give him a role? Does Justin Davis take away some touches? Well, Justin Davis has that shoulder injury, so I don't even know how much he would play. Um, did Justin Davis practice? Let's see. Well, I mean, e- even if he does play, my my point is he's not taking away too much at all. Justin Davis? Well, he did get a carry in that last game. Um, a ahead carry. of <laughs> ahead of him, ahead of. Um, oh, a carry ahead of. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, Justin with- Davis didn't practice yesterday, um, so it's not looking good for him. Not practicing on Thursday. Brown was yeah, Malcolm Brown would have been the guy, but I mean, easy. you know, I think, I think, 
I think he would be an okay play. I mean, but you know, hopefully you you picked up somebody like McGuire or Jamal Williams um, in case something like this happens with Tiger. So just have a backup plan. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm looking through. The, no, but I would play John Kelly though. Like if you know, if Justin Davis really were to be out, out and you look at the waiver wire and you have nobody else, you have no choice. You have to play. I mean, yeah. Kelly, I think would be. I just wanted to make that clear. I know that was confusing, but I wanted to make that clear before we move on. Um, if Gurley's out. Melvin Gordon looks like he's good to go. Um, yeah, practice fully. Off the practice support. systems go. I think it was on Thursday they exactly. said that. Ravens, not overthinking the matchup at all. He was second in PPR points per game regardless of matchup. So, he's in my lineup. Ravens who? Ravens who? <laughs> uh, Cam Newton is out. Already mentioned that. Taylor Heineke is starting. Uh, Tyler Boyd has been declared out this morning. That makes CJ Uzama kind of an interesting play. I mean, he's interesting is the perfect word for it. Yeah, because yeah. target share has been there. Production really hasn't. Um, not to, so much target share, but just targets in general. Right. So with Boyd out, what other options are on that team besides Joe Mixon? Right. Or if they want to get Giovanni Bernard. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're desperate for a tight end, Usama could be your guy this week. Right, exactly. Desperation is the key word. Um, but he'll still see targets. He, he saw the most targets outside mm-hmm. of Tyler Boyd from, um, what's his name? What's the quarterback's name for the Broncos? Driscoll. I mean, for the Broncos. Driscoll's. <laughs> Jeff, for, the, for the Bengals, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. Uh, so he wait, saw the most who, targets who would you start CJ Uzano over? Over? I'll give you a couple names. Okay, go ahead. Graham. I would start him over Jimmy Graham. Because uh, he's going to see the targets. Herndon. Herndon? I would start Herndon. Herndon's been solid. You start Herndon? I would start Herndon over Uzama because Herndon's been getting it done, even though he's not seeing as many targets. What about Burton? Trey Burton? Um, mm, that's a tough one. In PPR, I think I think Uzama might be a little bit safer. Um, but other than that, I don't think I'm going. I'm going anywhere close to him. Yeah, yeah, that'll end that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe Mixon, good to go. Practicing full after yep. pop, popping me up on the injury report yesterday. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's active this week. He's a dart throw for upside, but I'm not going near it, honestly. Yeah. Um, he's going to see the Cowboys, and they can be beat, but not not really feeling that at all, especially nah. first game. First game off of injury, D. Jackson's actually been pretty good historically, but not really going through it. Um, still don't know Lamar, what the deal is with Lamar Miller. Still don't know what the deal is with uh, Spencer Ware. Uh, they've both been limited in practice. Um, so just, just kind of keep an eye on the practice report for Friday. Uh, they're obviously on the West Coast, so their um, their practices are later in the day. So those reports will come out later than this podcast is going on. Um, obviously, if Spencer wears out. Damian Williams becomes a great play against the Seahawks, who've been terrible against the run and from pass catching running backs as well. Um, and if Lamar Miller misses, Alfred Blue should probably get the bulk of the load. But Deontay Foreman might be active, and yeah, if he I mean, is, especially especially if. Uh Lamar Miller's active. There's no doubt. I mean, if Lamar Miller's inactive, there's no doubt that Foreman's going to be active. I I don't know about that. Um, what other running backs do they have? Right, but at the same time, they might not. The thing is, they've been so cryptic about his deal mm-hmm. for the past I don't know how long. And yeah, he's healthy now, supposedly. Um, he's apparently had a couple good weeks of practice as well. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that they do. Activate yeah, I, him. I, I just wouldn't think it's a hundred percent like. I, I think, sure. I think more of the question is, he's active, but how much work does he see? Right, and the, I think that, they that's tried the to question. run him a few plays. Yeah, you think least. you think Blue is uh, still a play though? If Lamar Miller misses and Foreman's yeah. active, yeah, you yeah, think I he think he Blue can see he play. can see like he could probably see still fifteen touches. He yeah. sees he sees, he sees fifteen touches sometimes when Lamar Miller's in. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's oddly enough, it was kind of like a 50-50 split for. For a long time, yeah, exactly. This season, so yeah, so I think blue getting close to twenty can still be a reality mm-hmm. with Foreman in. For sure. Okay, there you go. Um, Juju Juju Smith Schuster was downgraded yesterday. He hurt his groin in practice. Had to leave practice. Um, his official designation was him being limited. So that's a problem, right? Uh, their game is on Sunday, so. You know, if you're depending on him... What time is it? It's a Sunday night game. Sunday... It? No, Sunday evening. 425, yeah. Really? Eastern. You think the Saints and uh, Steelers would be... Well, last week, the Saints and Patriots. Oh, Steelers sorry. Sorry. That's the game that I was just thinking about. Oh, yeah. No, Saints and Steelers. That is the game that we're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's that, at 425. That's 425. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously, you, you, you would need a, uh, a backup just in case he misses. 
Uh, so keep that in mind. Is there and, any other Steelers wide receiver you might be interested in? Uh, I mean, James Washington would be the guy who would get an upgrade, but I still... Uh, Eli Rogers. First maybe, maybe. Last week. maybe, but you know what? The Saints have actually like they flipped the script against slot receivers this year. They were terrible in the beginning of the year, but now they're one of the best in the league defending slot receivers. It, it was like they were good on the outside, and they sucked in the slot. But so now, like, now they're, they suck on the outside. Yeah, you know, so according, to, so they kind of focused on the slot, and then the outside became vulnerable. Interesting. Oh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's out. Yeah, so we'll, he's gonna we'll be touch out on this real quick. He's probably gonna be out forever. Yeah, this is his uh, fifth suspension from the league. Um, he violated terms, I think it was terms of his parole or the violation of the league rules as far as substance abuse. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a tough break for Jordan. Jordan. Gordon. Well, if you combine his two names, it's Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's going to not be on the field Sunday, obviously, not the rest of the season. He's not on the Patriots active roster, and his season and career is likely over. Yeah, it is. So, unfortunate end for Josh Gordon. Hopefully, I mean, it's, it's hard to get reinstated twice, you know? I Especially mean, in the state of reinstatement that he was already in before. Yeah, he was, it was already so touchy for him to yeah. actually be reinstated. It might be a lifetime ban at this point. Yeah. He was already... It's funny, man. Like, when he was making that impact, it was like a few years ago... And now, how old is he? Twenty eight or so. Yeah, he's twenty seven. He's turning. I'm good with he's, ages too. He's turn- <laughs> I can do height. How tall is he? Oh, he's like six three. He is six, six three. Two. On the dot. Yeah. On I know. the dot. You, you, oh, you know. Him? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So he's turning twenty eight in April. You know those games at the carnivals for the women sits there or the guys sits there and they guess your height and weight. Yes. I'm not good with weight, but I could do like age and height. Well, after this, we could just um. See if we can apply for some jobs at carnivals. Because we're going to have the whole off-season. We need to do something. We need to do something. That's true. <laughs> if we can find a local carnival here, that would be great. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I think that's pretty much it um, for that. Let's get into the starts. No, anyway, so like about Josh Gordon, though. Yeah. Edelman, like he's a play, obviously, every single week. He Chris gets Hogan, a, maybe Cordero Patterson. Kind of a little more interesting, but at the same time, you're willing to chance that. Exactly. The They're more interesting. But it's like, are you really gonna take that take that gamble? If Especially really, Chris Hogan. Like, I know people were like, oh, we gotta play him, but like, he wasn't great in the really, beginning of the season. Really desperate. I mean, the only the only time Hogan's good is when he's wide open. Exactly. As you can see with the Steelers, exactly. he was wide. He was open. so open in that play because no one gave a shit about him. Everyone's worried about Gordon Elman and Gronk. Yeah. Um. But would you rather <laughs> Hogan or Patterson? Because I think my answer would probably be Patterson. Me too. I mean, they, they manufacture touches for Patterson in opportune situations if they're in the goal line and if they're in the red zone Patterson has a much more likely chance to see the ball than Hogan which is crazy to think about in the fact that Hogan had like eight touchdowns in four games last year at one point Um, that's why a lot of people drafted him in the third and fourth round this year bust alright let's go ahead and get started let's talk about our starts desperate starts temper expectations and sits Um, last one but first of all, I want to like say like good luck to everybody. Mm-hmm. Championships week, cha- championship week is here. I hope you bring that trophy home. Um, you know, like you should got you guys should reach out to us on Instagram um, yeah. at fantasyfootballanalyst at Upperhand Fantasy. Let, let us know how your season went. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you won, you made the playoffs, whatever. And um, uh, this is uh, probably going to be the last podcast of the season. Yes. So. Let us know how you like the content over the course of the season. If there's anything you want to see differently, whatever. Um, so, yeah. I mean, any kind of feedback would be great. Five exactly. stars and podcast. Yeah. Uh, would be amazing. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed. Only if you enjoyed. Joey, are you going to be putting out content on your Instagram in the off season? No. Not at all? No, I'm kidding. I am. Okay. Of course I am. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, Joey. I just want to make sure that... So, like, that's... I'm that's starting a new series. We're just going to take the rookies, and we're going to guess their height and their <laughs> age, and it. it's just going to be the whole offseason. Yeah, so every single we're going to be active on there, you know, um, and if you want to reach out to us, feel free, um, and just, just, you can, if you if you want to continue getting that... The thing is, like, the offseason is an important time, um, you know, because we kind of go into all the details that we couldn't go into during the season because it's such a grind, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of get ready for next year's draft, it kind of starts now, uh, yeah. as soon as this game's over, right? And it starts with mock drafts, but uh, mock drafts being the NFL draft, yes. not like uh, the ESPN mock drafts. Right. So it starts with that. There's free agency in, in March. 
you got the draft in April. You have whole off season coaching changes, stuff like that. So exactly, so a whole bunch of stuff's going to be starting. And even, I mean, last year the Alex Smith trade, yeah, happened in January. Right. Right. That's true. So stuff could start as soon as this season's over. Exactly. So there's always stuff to cover. We'll we'll be doing that. Um, I have a whole bunch of I, I when I, when I first started my page. I, Started in the off season. Right there, you go. So there's a whole bunch of off season content for there is to do, there is so. there is, and we'll be going a lot more in depth into situations. Faraz may have a little more time than me because he's a Jets fan, so he doesn't have to watch the playoffs. Right, exactly. I have a lot of time, fan, so I, you know, I you yeah, know, you have year. some like watching to do, some celebrating to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have any of that. Yep. Anyway, yeah. okay. Um, start with Derrick Henry. <clears throat> um, crazy. Start. We're starting remember, with Derrick Henry. I was actually listening back to a podcast two weeks ago. Do I remember you touting Derrick Henry? Do we were talking about Derrick Henry? You're like, would you start him next week? I said yes. Was this before like the big game, the Jaguars game? This was after. This was we've recorded on a Friday after the Jaguars game. Oh right, because that game was on a Thursday. And you're saying again against the Giants? Do you trust yes. him to do again? Right. Yes, sir. You did. Yeah. You, no. No. Hundred percent. I remember that. And Woo! Uh, that was a great call, man. I hope people listen to you. <laughs> Yeah, um, but he <clears throat> interesting. But they doubled his workload. Yeah, seventeen carries, thirty-three well, not carries, exactly double, but thirty-three <clears throat> carries from seventeen. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's got a match because Washington. No reason they should be down in this game. You know, he didn't carry. He didn't cross twelve carries until that seventeen carry game <laughs> against Jacksonville. Once it starts working, they just keep doing yeah. it. Oh, exactly. They needed that momentum. Um, he played a season high of snaps. Uh, 70% of snaps on Sunday. Um, so I think against Washington, so many teams have gave volume to their running backs against Washington. Washington's allowed over six yards per carry over the last three weeks. That's crazy. So, you know, he's going to be in. Deion Lewis really taking a back seat. He saw only 23 snaps last week. So he, it's crazy that Derrick Henry might be the saying for weeks, it's playoff like every, MVP. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you, it happens every year. It happens every year. Someone will step up. Out of nowhere. And, you, and a lot of times it foreshadows the year after. Right. So. Someone asked me, though, like, where would you draft Derrick Henry this year? I'm like, probably the same spot we drafted him this year, but we'll actually get our value. Right. Because, I mean, he was going like third, fourth, fifth round early on. So that's probably the range we're going to see him right. go, but we'll actually get our value. Would love to see Hopefully. him more involved in the passing game. Um, but Deion Lewis probably yeah, has that but role. he's definitely pass capable. Yeah. The good thing about the Titans, though, is that they have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to keep them in game scripts where, like, they'll just give them the ball. The Titans were in every single game this year. Yeah. Pretty much. It's surprising. Anyway, uh, so yeah, no, he he's a lock. He, you know, he, he should be in. Um, I mentioned Melvin Gordon, obviously a must start. I'm only mentioning him because some people might be hesitant. First game back, mm-hmm. you know, Ravens. Like, don't think about it. Put him in your lineup. Yeah. Um, Marlon Mack. Obviously, there's risk with Mack, right? Like last week was the first week in a while seeing serious volume. Came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, right? Um, season high, 27 carries. Uh, he only played 60 percent of snaps. That's like a four net type of workload right there. Yeah. Um, for 139 uh, yards, scored two touchdowns. Um, he didn't cross a 16 carry mark since week eight. Um, he had tougher run defenses the past couple weeks, Jacksonville, Houston. Um, he had more carries in this past game than those two games combined. Um, now it's a matchup against the Giants. Yes. And we've been preaching about how the Giants have just been terrible against the run. Yeah, and teams have been attacking them heavily. Yeah. So here, here are the running back stat lines, like starting from last week, going backwards. Derrick Henry, 33 for 170. Uh, Jordan Howard, 16 for 76. You know it's good when I mention Jordan Howard. Yeah. Uh, 16 for 76. Josh Adams, 22 for 84. Then there's uh, Peyton Barber and Matt Breida, right? Exactly. Peyton Barber, 18 for 106. Matt Breida, 17 for 101. And if you look, go back a little further, Adrian Peterson, 26 for 149. Yeah. Does that make sense? The yeah. Tw- the... AP song. Oh, yeah, that does make sense. Uh, you know what I was thinking about? What? I the was, game where he just like broke I, I, up one I was run. thinking about Derrick Henry. He's going up against Washington. So yeah. I'm like, how did Adrian Peterson go up against Himself. his same, t- his no. same team? Yeah, no, we're talking about Marlon Mack here. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, as so, you can tell, teams have been giving their backs volume. Peyton Barber can Jones. do it. Marlon Mack can do it. That's that way to look at it right there. Yeah. Uh, Elijah McGuire. So him and Jamal Williams were the two big waiver wire pickups this mm-hmm. week. Um, McGuire saw 20 plus touches, 75% of snaps for a yeah. second straight week. So you kind of know the volume's going to be there for him. Passing game and the run I'm game. I'm pretty sure Trent Cannon's uh, banged up, too. Is he banged up, banged up? Or did he just not practice on a Wednesday? That's the question. Um, Maguire's efficiency hasn't been there. 
in the running game, but he did go up against Buffalo and Houston last two weeks. So it's like, you know, inefficiency is probably expected there. Um, the Packers are definitely not as stout as those two defenses. His involvement in the passing game should be should allow for oh, a good Trent McKinnon is healthy, by the way. He's good? Okay, he's yeah. good to go. But anyway, McGuire still saw 75% of snaps regardless, so that's a very, very healthy number yeah. right there. Um, Jamal Williams, uh, he was their three-down back after Jones left the game last week. Had a pretty good outing against Chicago. Uh, in Chicago, right? Uh, 97 all-purpose yards, rushing touchdown on 16 touches, so 87% of snaps. Involvement on the passing game is pretty good. Four or four, five for 42 yards. Mm-hmm. I think like that should keep his floor relatively high, right? And yeah, and this is this is against the Jets. The only threat to him really is Capri Bibbs, but I mean, I can't imagine having him having a big enough role to avoid yeah. starting Williams, right? Yeah, I mean, they just signed him a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and then Bibbs is definitely a good pass catcher. Yeah. So he could potentially take away some of that. Yeah. But, but like nothing about the there, There's like scheme and like especially as a pass catcher, you have mm-hmm. to kind of know about pass protection schemes and stuff like that. Like yep. how much can they really play him? You know? Yeah. Um, from what we know, Jamal Williams is a really good pass uh pass but, Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Um so he'll be in there on third downs, so. most likely. this game at least. Um I think Biz will probably be there for more depth and which is crazy because that might mean that Williams might see a ninety percent <laughs> snap count yeah. again. It's very possible. Crazy. Um, How are we going into the season? We see Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery, Jamal yeah. Williams. We're like, I don't want to touch this backfield. Of course. And now each of them are seeing like. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, I really hope that you did handcuff Aaron Jones with Jamal Williams because we yeah. know that he was going to be a three-down back. Handcuffing um, is very, very crucial. And if there's one thing everybody time. learned, it's handcuffs are very crucial. This Especially this year, hundred yeah. um, percent. I want. I hope. I, w- I wonder if like we can go back in the podcast and figure out how many times I've said hundred percent. A lot. We just say over, over, un, over, under hundred. I'm only good with height. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you're on a, you're on a fucking roll today, dude. Um, I, am, I guess. Uh, so earlier this year, without Aaron Jones, Montgomery was stealing about thirty six percent of snaps, mm-hmm. but there's no Montgomery. Yeah, and he's been on this offense, so I really doubt Bibbs sees any work. Um, it's just a heavy workload with fifteen to twenty touches, most likely, because running backs don't really get more than that yeah. in Green Bay. Um, with Aaron Rodgers playing, if Aaron Rodgers was out. He could potentially see like twenty five. Another odd thing with Joe Philbin as the head coach, mm-hmm. he actually started Jamal Williams in his fantasy league. In his fantasy league, <laughs> league, I guess. But he started Jamal Williams last week ahead of Aaron Jones right. to start off the game, and then Aaron Jones kept going off. So it was like, ah, yeah. okay, we got to put Jones back. I guess we got to do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. Now, the question I've been getting all week is Jamal Williams or Elijah McGuire? Who, who, who would you who would you go with if you had to pick one? Full PPR league, let's say. I'm taking Williams. Me too. Because I'll take the guaranteed. Not nothing's guaranteed, but I mean something about Elijah McGuire just doesn't settle right with me. Right. right? Spoken yeah. like a true Jets, true Patriots fan. Yeah. It, it's so weird that me and you are doing this podcast because I'm a Jets fan, you're a Patriots fan. It just shouldn't work. It shouldn't. But I'm, I'm not biased. Not I'm saying not, not saying that here. this is working. I'm not going to come in here and say Tom Brady's fucking goat. Yeah. He's doing because he really. Yeah. You, you just come here with your Patriots hat on. With yeah. Your, no. Uh, what does it say? 2016 uh, AFC champion. Yeah, yeah, I got it while cool. I was in Boston. So that's cool. Just kind of one of the best. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, Trenton Cannon can easily take away pass, uh, rushing touchdown. He's done that before. And well, I'll say this: I mean, McGuire has dominated red zone touches. You know, so I, I actually think that the safer bet. I think they'll both be okay. Yeah, I think the safer bet, honestly, I think McGuire is a safer bet. Safer, but the overall better play, I think, is Williams. Yeah, I think he has a little bit more upside. Yeah. But barely. Would you say barely? Like, would you say, like, Jamal Williams barely it's over? so close. I've been telling people all week. I said, listen, like, if those are your two options, flip a coin and go with your gut. Because for me to tell you which one's going to do better, like, it's just so close. Like, it's not, I, I just can't tell you. Like, I, I'm going to tell you that I, if I, if it was up to me, I'll probably have Williams in there. Mm-hmm. But it's so close. Um, Spencer Ware, Damian Williams. If Ware's out this week, against Seattle. great matchup. Great matchup, especially with, you know, especially Damian Williams. Like, his skill set, actually both of them are pretty good in the passing game, but Damian Williams but do you is trust better. Spencer Ware, if Spencer Ware's healthy and he plays, do you trust him knowing how good Damian Williams did last week? Well, okay, so in, if you're in a full PPR league, I think you can still play Damian Williams if Ware, is, if Ware doesn't get a full practice in today. Like, I think that's what my mindset has been. Like, is, is Spencer Ware going to get a full practice on Friday? If he does, I'll be okay playing him. Mm-hmm. If he if he's limited, um, and he goes, I'm still okay playing where. I'm sorry, I'm still okay playing Damian Williams in a PPR, yeah. only because we know he's gonna get passing down work. 
he outsnapped uh, Spencer Ware in Week 14 when they both were healthy. Yeah. Um, but Ware got more touches. But you know, he only outsnapped Damian Williams by like seven carries or something like that. Um, and but you know, Williams ended up outsnapping him. So I'm okay playing Williams in PPR. But obviously, their their ceiling is obviously limited. Right, you're not going to have that same. I ceiling. think even in the following weekend against Baltimore, Damian Williams had the rushing touchdown. Yeah, oh yeah, he had the goal line touchdown. Mm-hmm. They took Ware off the field. Yep, and brought in Damian specifically for that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, but yeah, it's a tricky situation. I, I think a lot depends on um, Ware's injury status for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, practice report, practice report status, whether he's full yeah, or not. Because it is a hamstring injury. It's a hamstring injury, and like if he's limited today, like that means he didn't really put in real work to get ready for this game. And playing where is kind of risky because he can easily the aggravate so it. Good. It matches yeah. up so good. The matchup's so good that that's why I'm willing to play Damian Williams with how bad the Seahawks have been defending pass catching running backs. Yeah. They've been the worst lately. For sure. Okay. So anyway, uh, but yeah, if Ware's in, gets a full practice, then I'm okay starting him. Um, Chris Carson, he, he has a great matchup this week. Kansas um, City also bad against the run. Should be a good running game. Yeah, it should be. Sunday night. Carson has seen 22 carries in each of the last two weeks. He's, he totaled 28 touches last week with his six catches. And that type of volume just needs to be in lineups, um, especially with him getting it done all season. Penny has been out, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be out again. He's going to be out. And like if you look at all the games that Penny has been out for, um, Carson has killed it in the touch department. Yep. And, and yardage, uh, he scored in two, of the, two out of three of those games too. And like because Penny's out, I think Carson's an even better play than he's been all season. Right. Um, I will play him as a high-end RB2, even low-end RB1 this, this week. Dare you say RB one? Dare I say it? Dare I say it. it's a very risky proposition there. But yeah, I've been on Carson all year. Like and I feel yeah. like he's gonna win some people's championships this week. Okay. Um, Philip Lindsay. Um, he has been efficient all year, but the last two games, Besides last week and the, and the game before that. I mean, he scored game before that. He still had a score. He scored, as but far as efficiency was. So I mean, he took like six. I don't know, sixteen carries for twenty eight yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty bad. Um, but in the fantasy playoffs, he's kind of shut the bed a little bit. Um, so. That was against San Francisco and Cleveland. This week, he sees the Raiders. They've given up the second most rushing yards of the entire year. Uh, the Raiders, like, show up randomly. Like, their run defense, their yeah. defense in general, just show up, just show up randomly. This game really is, is in Oakland, but I think it's a no-brainer to have Lindsey in your lineup. Yeah. His past two performances might have some people off of him, but I would stick with it. He's seeing, He saw six targets, seven targets over the last two games. Mm-hmm. 14, 14 carries in each game. So, like, that kind of volume, you just got to play. Um... Nick Chubb, you're obviously starting this week. You have a matchup against Cincinnati. Oh, 100%. I, I think he's a must-start. Yeah. Like, RB1. Didn't know if it was worth mentioning, but, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure he didn't have too good of a game last week. Well, he took his 20 carries for 100 yards, just didn't score. Uh, so, it was a good game. Uh, uh, maybe it was the week before that. It was the week before. It was the week okay. before. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, I'm losing myself yeah. a little bit. But, um, but I remember there was... He, he might have outscored, though. He might have had more fantasy points the week before. Oh, no, yeah. he's Never mind, he's... Been fine, I guess. So. You know what it was. What was his stat week? line in week fourteen? Uh, sixty-six and a touchdown. Right. And so sixty-six isn't great. Seventeen yards. I think so, his his volume was down too, right? In that game, in week fourteen. Yeah, he had seventeen touches. Right. This is a down week. For Which him. is down. <laughs> but I, I think uh, the matchup against Denver. The reason I thought it was a down week was because watching most of the game, we're like looking at it, tracking him the whole game. He just <clears throat> barely hit that hundred yard mark. Yeah, so. right. But he, was, he got the volume, though, yeah, uh, which is nice. You always want to see that. So um, and the fact that he didn't score a touchdown last week increases his chances to score one this week. Oh, yeah. Um, Keenan Allen, uh, he should be good to go this week. Um, you know, there might be a little bit of a risk playing him. You're thinking, like, off injury against Baltimore. Right. Right. Um, well, unless your other option is exactly. Antonio Brown. <laughs> exactly. A little bit of a re-aggravation, you know, that's possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting too cute, like you said, you know. Um Especially, like, the, the encouraging signs were there from the beginning of the week, you know? Yeah. He did get hurt on last Thursday, so he had some more time. Um, at least this wasn't a game-time decision, right, mm-hmm. which is good. Like, that's a good, really good move. So, the Ravens' one vulnerability in their secondary is defending the slot. So, it's actually an okay matchup for him. Um, the Ravens have given up the 13th most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year, opposed to being very stout on the outside. So, suppose, you know, I'm assuming that he's going to play the whole game. Yeah. And if he does, he'll be fine. All right, let's move into desperate starts. This is where, like, it kind of really gets iffy, right? A lot of oh, people yeah. are like, should I play this guy, that guy? I'll start um, with Robert Foster. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Let's go ahead and so start with Robert, Robert Foster. Foster's the 
only I, I just saw this before I came on, but Robert Foster is the only rookie wide receiver with at least three hundred three one hundred yard receiving games. Pretty damn good. I mean, for I'm pretty sure he's an undrafted rookie to have Josh Allen throwing to him. Guess how many yards he's averaging per catch. Eighteen. Twenty-six. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. How many catches is he have? Ridiculous. Not that many, man. He's not seeing that much, that much volume, but he's he has a rapport with Josh Allen. Um, From what I've seen, he's the only no no. I'm sorry. Receiver. Twenty-six yards per catch over the last five weeks. Okay. Not for the season. <clears throat> for the but last five weeks. Now, as far as the pass catching for the Bills, yeah. he's the only wide receiver who's taking time off the field to spend extra time with Allen and work on the chemistry. Between mm, them. Interesting. So, um, I remember seeing something about how Benjamin. He said no. He's like, no, nah, I don't feel like doing that. Yeah. But Foster, he's the, really the one. He's like there early with Allen, stays late with Allen. He's really the one who works with Allen the most. Right. And as an undrafted free Slowly agent. Slowly becoming. You know, that's, how you, that's what you see. You see that work ethic from those guys. Zay Jones was drafted when? Second round. Second round, I think. Last year. And like, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Darius Slay shadowed Zay Jones last week. That's who they ch- the Lions chose to shadow with their best corner. Mm-hmm. Now, this week... The question is, who's Gilmore shadow? Who's Gilmore going to shadow? Um, he could. He he's shadowed Zay Jones last year. He shadowed uh, Calvin Benjamin earlier this year when they played each other, but he's gone now. Are they going to go with who has been producing in Robert Foster and shadow him, or well, will they shadow? I think. I think when you look at it as a team, you say Zay Jones did not produce last week. Because Darius Slate was on. That's that's a very likely possibility. Right? Yeah. So as long as we have that deep safety there, and we keep an extra eye on Foster, I think Gilmore still covers Zay Jones. You know what I mean? Right. Because you look at a best team, you say, uh, obviously not the same comparison at all. But let's say you have Xavier Rhodes covering Julio Jones. But it is, it is interesting who the defensive coordinator is for the Lions. I mean, the head coach for the Lions is. Yeah. But uh, let's say like Julio Jones is covered by Xavier Rhodes, and he doesn't. He gets, like, two or three catches. We're automatically going to say, like, it's because of that. It's like Calvin Ridley. You have to stop Calvin Ridley. Right. Keep an extra eye on him, but you know Julio Jones is the more right. dangerous weapon. Is Zay Jones really the more dangerous weapon? Yeah. Eh. Right. And Zay Jones has moved to the outside, so yeah. he's just not as big of a threat as he would mm-hmm. have been if he was in the slot. So it's like, do they really want to put him on him? Like, if, if they... Isaiah McKenzie's playing the slot, right? Yes. Exactly. He's been decent, too. He's been okay in PPR. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I wouldn't play him though. Uh, <laughs> uh, like Sorry. because of the potential shadow situation though, like playing Foster is definitely risky. But like the production has been there, like, and, and if you're looking for some upside, like he has it. And if you're desperate, like yeah, these are desperate starts. For if, if you lost OBJ, if you lost Tyler Boyd, like there's nobody else in the waiver wire. Like you might have to just roll with it and yeah. hope for the best. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it's anybody's guess though who Gilmore actually ends up shadowing. Um, let's see. So. A couple other guys, uh, Robbie Anderson, um, over the last three weeks. He's good volume. Yeah, he's great volume. I mean, he's been fifth in total air yards um, over the last three weeks behind Julio, Devontae Adams, Zay Jones, <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> and T.Y. Hilton. So Zay Jones has been getting targeted downfield, by the way. Um, but in addition, um, if you look at his airyards.com weighted opportunity, it's 74%. What that means is that it's a combined metric that com- combines both air yards and target share. Wow. Me- so, like... They look at the target share and seeing how much of Responsive that target share, guy, no. <laughs> <laughs> how much of that target share is deep and like you know how is that related to uh, where they're being targeted. So that's a pretty good number right there. That opportunity, that specific metric is fifth over the last five weeks behind Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and T.Y. Hilton. So when you're looking at production, you kind of want to make sure that the numbers are there behind that production because mm-hmm. he's been producing over the last couple of weeks and seeing volume. Um, so in those two games with Sam Darnold returning to lineup, he's averaging 86 yards, 86 yards, 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 86 yards, and one Last touchdown Suzuki. on nine targets. Uh, and that was against Buffalo and Houston. Uh, we're not going to do this the whole podcast. We're not going to do it? No, I was thinking about it. No? Okay, fine. Uh, that was against Buffalo and Houston, and now he goes up against Green Bay, mm-hmm. and they've struggled against wide receivers, especially on the perimeter. So I'm playing him as like a solid wide receiver three this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I have kind of arguments to that. Right. Newton one's already, Newton one's already been ruled out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's seeing volume. That's it. Um, the matchup, I think, for Doug Baldwin and Tal Lockett is there this week. 
um, because of both the game script, they're going against the Chiefs, right? They're probably going to have to sling it. Yeah. I'm hoping for a shootout just so I can see Russell Wilson do Russell Wilson things for once this season. How about Doug Baldwin, though? It's scoring only against the 49ers. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, so Tyler Lockett is probably still the number one wide receiver, but like he just yeah. doesn't get enough volume. Like He's been getting it uh, done. He's been getting... He's been getting it done, like, every on week. One catch for 50 yards and a touchdown I know. every single week. And it's like... Wh- I think there's only one or two weeks without a touchdown this whole year. Yeah, like, when do you sit that? Like, and w- when do you start that? Right? <laughs> like, when do you start that is the real question. Um, As a flex. Like, I am I bet that Tyler Lockett has been on people's benches all season long because they can never get to play him. Like, like, he's not going to do it again. He's not going to do it again. He's not going to do it again. It's just crazy. Um, uh, so, last week, Baldwin had two touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Lockett's been getting done on limited targets. So, over the last four games played, Baldwin has actually had four touchdowns, right? Against the 49ers. Um, he starts to come on even while he's banged up. He has that hip injury. But like I said, Russell Wilson's going to have to throw the ball in this game, most likely. The Chiefs are probably going to be able to score in this game. Baldwin's been seeing targets. Yeah. So. Yeah, he has. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, he's, I think, who would you, if you had to pick one to play, who you pick? Who are you playing? Baldwin or Lockett? It's tough. Right, Baldwin's has been seeing a little I, bit more I volume. Think I'd but see Baldwin. I, I'd start Baldwin. You, you would, okay? Yeah, just because he seems like oddly enough, like it's weird to take the situation over the whole course of the whole entire season and say Baldwin's safer. Of course, because he's not. But the target. But, but, but how can you say Lockett's safer when he's scoring exactly. like he has like two targets? And yeah. like I don't think I don't think besides there was the one week, um, I think it was against Minnesota. Where Baldwin, where Lockett had like four or five catches. Yeah, but he didn't score. I think but he didn't score. Yeah. I don't think there's been another game this year where Lockett right. had more than that. So. Or, or more than those, more than five catches. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Double fact check that right now. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think we could chase the matchup this week more than anything. Um, yeah, Lockett hasn't had more than five catches in a single game this whole season. All right, there you go. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, I think they're both startable this week though. Okay, Dante Pettis, four touchdowns over the last four weeks. He didn't score last week, but he still managed to gain 83 yards. So Marquise Goodwin's back, but Pettis is still the wide receiver to play on that team. Um, Goodwin only saw three targets total over the last two weeks. So Chicago probably won't let anyone get over the top of them. But it's a matchup that can still be exploited on the perimeter. Um, assuming that Chicago's pass rush doesn't like fully take over this game. Mullins is playing at home. He's... He's not been bad. I mean, it's yeah. a game against Chicago, yeah. so you don't want to be... But remember what happened in Miami Whoa. against Chicago. Julio Jones, a game-time decision against the Panthers. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's, that's news right there. That's uh, that's news right there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Sorry, guys. If you have Julio, sorry to break the news to you. <laughs> you might not play this week. He's when a game-time game? decision. When is the game? What's that? What time is the game? Uh, I don't know. It's not a Monday game. Please don't tell me it's a Monday game. Okay, it's not a Monday game. It's it's a one o'clock game. Okay, so, so you'll know so early hopefully enough. Hopefully, if you you can skim past the Chargers, Ravens, Titans, Reds. I mean, what wide receiver are you playing for Titans, Reds? Um, I mean, I would assume Julio's going to play this game, man. He always always banged up his whole career. Ravens, Chargers. What wide receiver are you playing? So really, it's just like you just kind of have to get past Keenan Allen over the first two games, pretty much. Because there's no Redskins wide receiver. I'm starting no Titans wide receiver. I'm not comfortable with Corey Davis. No, we'll probably talk about that later. Yeah, um, we won't. And I, no I, I don't mention wide it at receivers. I'm talking about right. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. That's it. Right. So you just have to kind of have to get past Keenan Allen. Yeah. Game time decision on one o'clock doesn't really mean that much. Oh boy. Well, yeah, uh, Dante Pettis. He's a risky play, but I play him to like a. Low level to mid level wide receiver three. I'm gonna chase the chase the production there. I yeah, mean, he's he's been getting it done one way or another over yeah. the last four weeks, and him and Mullins are really starting to connect. Yeah, so I I think I, I think they just find a way to get it done. Robbie Anderson or Dante Pettis? Ooh, that's a good one. I'll take Robbie though. Just because same here. I, I I like the matchup. Better. Same here. Same here. Um, Sony Michelle, James White, always tricky with these two. Um, you know, Michelle, he's seen volume, but he just lately, he just couldn't do much with it. 21 carries for 133 yeah, yards and a touchdown. really messing up his flow. Brickhead. Brickhead's messing up both of these flows, man. Yeah. Um, now, Josh Gordon is out this week. You, you a little bit more interested in James White, potentially? Seen a couple more targets? You would think so. Yeah. But the way the Patriots operate. You just never know. You never know. Um, it could be Philip Dorsett this week. I think James White caught like nine balls in his first uh, matchup with Buffalo this year. 
Um, you just never know. You never know Probably, what can happen. But when's the last time you caught nine balls? Right. You were talking to me and talking into this mic like a Bill Belichick. Like you're just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Potentially. <laughs> the hood. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, all you need is like cut off sleeves. And that's, that's it. You got the whole look. <laughs> you got the whole Belichick look. All right, let's see. I got Bill Belichick. I'm taking a picture of Joey right now because... Because you guys need to see this. Well, I got to see your Patriots hat a little bit. Just a little bit. There you go. That works. All right. All right. There you go. Perfect. All right. Anyway. anyway um, um. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm okay playing James White. I mean, I'm I'm okay playing Sonny Michelle, but he, he's it's desperate this week. I mean, he could get volume against the Bills at I home. I just don't trust him. Yeah, it's, it's hard I to really trust right don't. now. Yeah. And, and last few weeks has really been the tale of maybe he gets that rushing touchdown. That's about it. He's touchdown he dependent hasn't. at this point. Sony Michelle, I mean, I'm sorry, James White, if you're in a PPR league, he could get volume. Uh, so he gets a little bit of an upt- uptick, I think, with Josh Gordon out. Um, but, you know, he's a little hard to trust, but at the same time in PPR, I think he should be fine. He's actually had only 10 people points in PPR once in the last five games. That's not great. All right, moving on. Gus Edwards. So, <laughs> Kenneth Dixon got the increased opportunity, but it wasn't at the expense of Gus Edwards, <laughs> like I thought. Edwards still did what he needed. He, he did. You know, he had, what, 19 carries last week? Um, but I think this is going to be a different week because I think this is a potential negative game script. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know about all I that. I mean, the thing is, like, a close th- it's tough to get the Ravens into a negative game script. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they run the ball so much. And they have time of possession for so long, and then, and, the and then they have a good defense. It's just like it's tough to get them in the negative game script. Um, but you know, last week this ba- this backfield became a two man backfield between Dixon and Edwards. Ty Montgomery was declared a healthy scratch, and then Buck Allen played like three snaps. Yeah. Um, he only played four percent of snaps. <laughs> so Edwards' snaps remained like exactly the same <laughs> last week than it was previous previously, and that's only forty three percent. So he got those nineteen carries and only forty three percent. But it's like every time he's on the field, he gets a run. Him the ball. Um, Dixon's increase was to 51%. He, wow. Um, and Edwards out, out-touched Dixon 19-12. to 12. Um, You know, so, you know, Edwards took another 19 carries for 100 yards, his third 100-yard game of the season. Um, that's three more uh, than Alice Collins <laughs> this season. Wow. Yeah. Uh, actually, three more than his entire career. Um, wow. He's never had a 100-yard game, surprisingly. Um, but, yeah, it'll be tough to justify moving away from that. You know, like, if you're thinking, like, maybe Dixon will get more involved, I think Gus Edwards is still going to be the guy, the main ball carrier. Um, so, I would treat him like a low-end RB2, mid-level RB2 maybe, not involved in the passing game. Uh, I think Dixon, if you're going to play him, he's, like, super, super desperate um, if you're in a very deep PPR league. Yeah. But that's about it. Because the Chargers, they are vulnerable to pass-catching running backs. So, you know, there's that. Peyton Barber. This dude is still the starter for the Bucks. Um... He's averaged 17 carries over the last five games. I just don't understand it. I know. He's impressed. Like, against the Ravens last week, he was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he scored. He got the yardage. 19 carries for 85 yards, a touchdown. Um, Jesus Christ. Dallas allowed Marlon Mack to have a great game against them, but that doesn't mean that Barber's going to kill it as well. But, like... It's Sorry, like, Peyton Barber in my fantasy championships. Makes you just throw up, right? Um, it's yeah. a tough matchup, obviously, but if you're in a deep league and you, get, and you need something, like... You can kind of like look at like 19 carries and say like, okay, fuck it, you know, like, like pretty much. <laughs> Take a quick shot. Um, Alfred Blue. So you were you were talking about Alfred Blue earlier. Yeah, I mean, um, Foreman is coming off an Achilles. Like you said, they've been kind of on and off about his availability. If he's going to practice, how involved he's going to be. I think uh, Foreman still sees a little bit of carries, but Lamar Miller's status is up in the air, and if he doesn't play. What was it last time? Miller against... I forget who it was against, but... I mean, Blue, who, who was against... But against the Cowboys. 20-plus touches? Not 20-plus. 20 28. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. Against the Cowboys. And and he had 100... That was a different Cowboys team as opposed to now. Yeah, 119 yards. So, pretty good. Yeah, so... He becomes a flex player. He does. He does. Um, I'm not worried about Foreman taking on a giant role. I think they're going to ease him into a workload. He's been a healthy scratch for a reason. Right. So. Exactly. And I think Blue holds some value in PPR leagues as well. The last time he played, he last time he one thing in this game. Always say, yeah. uh, you always say is that, and it's true, I mean, everybody should be doing it. If you have an empty spot on your bench, if someone's out in your lineup, drop them, pick up Blue. Just don't let your opponent get an edge of exactly. any way. 
like if you, you if you have a player on your roster who's out, like officially deemed out yeah, for the week, uh-huh. you should drop them and pick up. Like this is the last week, obviously. If you're for playing sure. week seventeen, like, right. I don't know why, but <laughs> um, if someone's out, declared out, drop them, pick up someone who your opponent could potentially use to their advantage. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, and like blue, like you don't want to give your opponent like an opportunity to pick up somebody who's going to get twenty touches. Yeah. In the run game, you just don't want that, no. especially on a good offense. Um, okay, moving on. Um, by the way, even if like so at this point, Deontay Foreman, even if he plays, you're good playing blue because the potential to see twenty touches is still there. Yep. Because the potential for the entire backfield is probably thirty touches. Yep. Most likely. Another okay. thing I'm saying too is. Uh, so they, they want to ease Foreman in. So even if he's active, it may just be they don't have any other running backs, so they need depth. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Sits now? Or is it? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Ooh, we still got more ammo. Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh. 10-point floor in PPR since week seven. Decent matchup against the Rams defense who have been giving up fancy points, giving up the most fancy points to slot wide receivers over the past eight games. Fifth most overall. Um, Nickel Roby Coleman is like a great corner in the slot, but like they don't always play man to man, zone, this and that. So, like, I'm still playing Larry this week as a wide receiver three in PPR With leagues. Out, I mean, he has a little bit more, a little bit more upside yeah, in PPR. More upside, but it's really just about Trent Sherfield on the right. outside. Do you like that better? No, nah, not really. No. Not really. So, um, and he's the next best option that Rosen's been using. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, okay, so Allen Robinson. You know, he really hasn't had the production we would have liked. Um, you know, he had he has an eight target average over the last three games. Uh, now, Richard Sherman doesn't travel, right, as we know. Over the last three games, Robinson has played away from Sherman's perimeter spot between 60 and 70% of the time. So, if Sherman was the reason you're not playing Robinson, that probably shouldn't be the reason. The reason should be, like, that Robinson just isn't getting it done. Yeah. Um, but, like, and he's been inconsistent. But, like, this week he does have some advantages. Uh, he's been playing between 30% and 45% of slaps, snaps in the slot over the past three games. So that's where the 49ers have been the most vulnerable. They've been giving up the most fantasy points over the last four games to slot wide receivers. So um, that would normally be a good thing for Anthony Miller. But Anthony Miller has had a total of zero catches on three on one target over the past two games. Um, I think Robinson can take advantage. So he's like a low floor, high upside wide receiver three yeah. this week. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Oakland has gotten better against wide receivers as a whole, especially on the perimeter, but their vulnerability is defend the slot. So Deshaun Hamilton had 9 and 12 targets over the last two weeks. Yeah, and you just can't, you just can't ignore the yeah. targets he's seeing, the exactly. workload, and the fact that Keith Keenum is looking his way a lot. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, you know, in the PPR league, his ADOT's pretty low. You can play him. He's only totaled 47 and 46 yards over the past couple of games so that's not great if you're in a standard league like that's not what you want um so case kingdom he loves the slot ppr wide receiver three should be all right uh dt demarius thomas uh he last week he ran some short to intermediate routes um if kiki misses again this week i think he will um he'll be a desperate play just eagle secondary exactly exactly decimated exactly and because of that he has a little bit of an upside and like he has a solid floor in ppr too Six of eight targets last week is, is pretty good. Um, and again, you know, last week that was against the Jets. So uh, if you're looking desperately for someone to plug in, like with these guys out, Julio <laughs> potentially out, like, like maybe you can pick up DT if, he, if he's dropped. Okay, uh, guys, we need to temper expectations on. Uh, <clears throat> Tevin Coleman, you know, like... Edo Smith is out. Potentially positive game script with Taylor Heineke in. But at the same time... Just the touches and the production for Tevin Coleman have been so bipolar. Yeah, last right? week has been great, but the touchdown still wasn't high. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I mean, we don't know if he's going to get a much bigger role just because Edo Smith is out. Um, you know, they have a guy like Brian Hill who could come in and be Tevin Coleman's compliment. Jeremy Langford, watch out. Yeah, I know. And so you just never know. I mean... I think he gets a little bit more of an upgrade. Maybe he'll see like 15 touches. Yeah. And, you know, and from his 10 to 12. the way the Falcons work is they they just always run two yeah. running backs. Right. So someone else is going to see work. Right. No exactly. And especially if they have a guy like Brian Hill who they probably want to see. Like they're out of the playoffs, so they probably want to see what they have in him. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette, man. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, he's, he's tough. Like, he played one snap. He had one touch in the second half last week, and apparently that was the plan. 
he did have an injury this week. I mean, supposedly. He practiced fully the last two days. Exactly. And he, he but... so that means he was probably fine in that game. So who knows? He's tough, tough to trust. Like you, you trust him this week? You going to play him? I mean, I with all the injuries. You probably have to. You probably have to. It's a good matchup against Miami, right? I mean, like in one half against Miami, he can probably put up 15 touches. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah, not bad. I mean, He's probably an RB2 uh, I, in I'm one just, half. I, I, I think you start him here. You start him? I okay. I think you start him. I think you just give him one last chance. I think he's just super risky. He, no, he's definitely risky, but I mean, at this point, you need... I think it depends on your options, though. Yeah. You know? If you have, like, you know, Chubb, someone, Lindsay... Someone commented something on one of my posts. They were asking if they should start... Uh, Who was it? Fournette and somebody? It was Fournette and someone else. And at first, I looked at it, and I was like, no, I, I, I really... Like, why would you even question that? And then... Like, anybody who's asking me anything about Fournette this week, I'm just like, don't start him. This is your championship. I'm trying to find the question, but it's... It's fine. It's going to be hard. I mean, okay. you get like fucking hundreds, hundreds of questions on every post. Like, how are you gonna find it? Um, all right, let's move on to Matt Breida. But yeah, like it's very for me. Like, I'm looking for another option. If I have it, I'm not gonna get super, super cute. Like, I'm not gonna play Sony Michelle over him or James White over him. I'll play Fortnite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Breida. Uh, he couldn't get much going in the run game against a bad Seattle defense last week. Run defense at against least. Against the Bears. Um, and this uh, week he, he goes against the Bears. Um. See, the thing is, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing with the 49ers' offensive line, their mm-hmm. scheme. You know, like, it can match up with the Bears, mm-hmm. um, assuming the breed is healthy, but I don't know if he is. That, that's the problem. And then he re-aggravated his injury again last week at the end of the game. Like, how, how, how do you trust this? Um, what if he aggravated it earlier in the game? Like, you would have been fucked. So, it, it's not something that I'm it's looking to really, play. It's really, really risky. It's very risky. It is risky. trust a guy like Breda against the Bears' defense. Exactly. Exactly. Um... But yeah, if you're strapped though, I'll play him. Yeah, you know, but whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, James Conner, Jalen Samuels. Uh, Conner looks like he'll be out, uh, judging by what mm-hmm. he was saying to reporters. Like he's day to day. He needs some more time. This and that. It doesn't offensive look, doesn't line look good. just makes anybody look good. Yeah, for sure. Now this week is a tough matchup against the Saints. Like now we're talking Jalen Samuels here, right? Tough matchup in PPR. He should be okay. The Saints aren't great against pass catching running backs, but. He will likely get bottled up in the run game. Yeah, I think we'll see. I, I think we'll see Big Ben having a sling it a lot. I think so. I mean, it could be a potential even Vance McDonald kind of game. Oh, someone's calling it. With, Juju Smith injured. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, no, you for know sure. What I mean? Well, the Saints, the Saints are really, really, really good on tight ends too. So eh, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, so he played on sixty-two percent of snaps last week. He played on eighty percent the week before that. Um, now, I would consider my options, honestly. Um, if I had Samuel, still, if you're playing him as a tight end <laughs> in Yahoo, that's fine. Uh, but as a running back, too, it's, it's it's fine. That should be fine, too, if Connor's out. But temper your expectations. Don't expect the same kind of efficiency as exactly. you've seen the last couple of weeks. Exactly. Especially last week. Exactly. Um, Julian Edelman, um, you know, he's a, a, an interesting play this week as well. Like, he will likely get more looks from Brady. But if Josh Gordon is out, Julian Edelman has played on the outside 50% of the time over the last, how long? Four weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The, what Edelman usually does is he'll... Yeah, 50% of the time. So He'll line up on the outside, but when the Patriots want a game plan to move the ball with short passes, yeah. he'll move to the middle. Right. So I think um, he'll find a way to get the ball no matter what. Yeah. They'll probably try to run him a little more on the outside, especially with Gordon out. Yeah. But if they really... He's already been playing 50%. And we saw how much Joe Hayden was actually on him when they moved him to the outside last week. Um, But yeah, no, he's going to see more of Tredavious White than he would have if Josh Gordon was playing. So that's the only concern that I have. But 50% of snaps away from him, he can potentially see a target on every one of those snaps. (laughs) You know, when when he's in the slot. So I'm I'm not too worried, honestly. In their first matchup, nine catches, ten targets, 104 yards. So, mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, Landry, super risky, I think. As um, always. He's tar- his targets, his production has been all over the Matching place. Cincinnati looks good on paper. Um, yeah, and then but when you really look into the numbers, they've given up the tenth least amount of fantasy points to slot receivers and the fifth least over the last four weeks. And that includes Keenan Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jarvis Landry. Last time Jarvis Landry was against Cincinnati, three catchers, 30 yards. Nice. That's it. Very nice. That's a nice uh, 
Yeah, so he'll probably kill it this game. Start him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Galladay. Uh, oh, you know, and just to mention. Like, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, last game against Cincinnati, Antonio Callaway. Six catches. I mean, uh, four catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. There you go. There you go. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, he's seeing shadow coverage like every single week. Um, he didn't, he couldn't do anything against Patrick Peterson, but then kills it against James Bradbury. Uh, he kills it, uh, who he kills it against Redavious White. Um, this week he's going to see Xavier Rhodes. So who knows? Um, eight plus targets in five of the last six games. So he's just kind of tough to bench right now. Yeah. Um, we saw Marvin Jones get it done against Rhodes, uh, famously last year on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we know that it is possible. Um, you know, if you're a type of guy who can go up and get it like Collider can. And he did that multiple and times last week. And get it. Start him. Yeah. I mean, I, especially I, with all the injuries. OBJ out. Yeah, it's just like, how do you not Julio, start him? Game time decisions. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to. Um, a couple guys I'm sitting. I'll just, real quick. Adrian Peterson, I think it's obvious. Like, his line sucks. Tennessee has been super stout. Yeah. Uh, Josh Adams, uh, he, he's tough, too. I mean, against Houston, you know, it's a tough, really, really tough. I think it's a desperate play this week. Um, if you have no other options, I'm kind of looking elsewhere. Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis. I knew oh, get out of here. Oh, boy. Oh boy, that's how you know this works. Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, um, tough. Taylor Heineke, I'm not gonna ride. I'm not gonna have my championship ride on his arm. Corey Davis, Corey Davis, just can't trust him. Can't trust. Like, and he, it's not even because not because of the matchup. Because the matchup's fine. I hate making <laughs> excuses for Corey Davis. Uh oh. Right. Yep. But it's just when you run the ball 30 times with your running back. Right. As for any team, if you don't need to pass it, you're not gonna pass. It. Exactly. You're not gonna put. They Corey realize Davis that. They, still, I mean, talent-wise, it's there, and yeah. it's always going to be there. It's just if they give him the ball. This was his, just a throwaway year for him. I think he has As it. was last year. He could be fine. Well, last year was his rookie year, right? Was his last year's yep. rookie Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, he was injured for most of the season. Yeah, exactly. What he, was saying. he saw a decent target share, but didn't really. Right. But yeah. I, I think he just, when, when he's given the chance, he plays well. Right. And hopefully he's given the chance more so next year. Marcus I think he'll be a grip of football. He'll probably be a nice little value in the seventh or eighth round last, ne- next year. I hope so. I hope so too. I'll, I'll draft I, him. I had to draft him in the fifth, sixth round this year. Same here. Well, I drafted him in the sixth, and I thought that was a value this yeah. year in the PPR league. So. That's what I thought too. Um, but you, do you have any more sits? Um, Randy Moss. He's retired. Okay. No, don't play Randy Moss this week. <laughs> that whole Stephen A. Smith thing was hilarious, and everyone just jumping on it like too funny. <laughs> I love the internet when that happens. I love what Hunter Henry's done this year. Oh against Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson, Hunter Henry. He called. He called the Los Angeles Chargers the San Diego Chargers, and then it was something else. There was like four mistakes in like three minutes, in like yeah. three seconds. But anyway, guys, like, thank you. If you're listening to this, like, if you listen to all season, this was your first episode. I don't know if you made it this far in one episode. I applaud you. Uh, me and Joey, thank you so much. And Kira, by the way, I didn't even mention Kira. Kira couldn't make yeah. it in today. Um, you know. Oh, my, my, my kid's home. That's what that was. That sound was. What the hell is that? Um, that's Kira. That's Kira. <laughs> Kira couldn't make it today. Uh, but, you know, hopefully she'll be back on the podcast next year. Um, and, you know, we'll be working a lot more together. Um, but, yeah, we, we we really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast this year. Uh, I think we're going to work on improving it next year, potentially getting it on YouTube, potentially broadcasting a little bit more video-wise, yeah. and just improve the format as a whole of this podcast. Um I'm even thinking about putting a studio in my basement, a little podcast studio. Wow. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be kind of – it's unfinished, so maybe I'll finish it. We'll see. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Um, but anyway, you know, new and improved type of thing. Um, but, yeah, so when this is going to be our last podcast. Pro- well, there could be a couple of podcasts, like, you know, maybe during the offseason. season. hit on, like, free agency. Exactly. Like, 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 after effects and, like – Maybe, like, a couple of weeks after free agency starts when the big names hit. Um, maybe after the, 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 the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, we can kind of go into that and, you know, we can ha- have a couple podcasts during, but we won't have the weekly podcast for now. Yeah. Um, we'll probably start ramping it up, you know, July, August timeframe. Um, uh, but yeah, if you listen, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you're in the championship, um, good luck. We yeah, hope you bring home that luck. trophy. Start Derek Henry. <laughs> start Derek Henry. <laughs> hope he goes guess. off, hope <laughs> hands out three weeks in a row. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, um, yeah, I hope it works out for you. And, uh, this is, I'm really dragging this out. I'm just sad that the season's kind of over. You yeah, know? I mean, it, my season was over last. <laughs> <laughs> my season was over two weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you can rate and review the podcast, you know, as many stars as you can, a uh, full review. Six, if you can. And then, uh, and if you could, if you could subscribe uh, on whatever platform you're on. Let us know if you guys great. want a height and uh, height and age podcast. Yes. You can definitely just. That's all Joey right there. Your time. I can produce that one. 
You, right. you can you can be on it solo though. So you just get a list of people, and then you just well, guess. Just give a little preview. Do two names. Two more names. Two more names. Uh, let's do Derrick Henry. Six foot three. Uh, you, you, I think you knew that one already. I, knew I, th- that. I think you looked it up after that big game. No. Six foot three. Absolutely correct. And um, he's like twenty four or something. Um, good. and he's twenty four years old. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Deion Lewis. Five foot eight, and he's I think twenty seven. Yes, you no twenty eight. He's twenty eight. Ah, I knew. It was you probably looked it up before his birth in, in September. His birth is in September, so he was twenty seven before that. That's when he looked. Up. I'll, 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 I'll give you the benefit of that. One more. Uh, Corey Davis. Let's stick with the same team. Corey Davis is pretty sure he's six foot one, and he is a twenty two. He's twenty three and six foot two. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Uh, you can you can follow me. Only get a running backs. At, so you're right. I, I threw I threw your curveball there. Uh, at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. Joey's at fantasy.football.analyst on yes, Instagram. Sir. Thank you so much. Have a great uh, holiday. Have a great holiday. Yeah. Um, have Merry a great Christmas. off season. Happy Kwanzaa, if that's yeah. you. All that. All that. Happy and New um, Year. thank you guys. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Good luck and uh, stay with us for the off season because we'll be putting out stuff. So thank you guys again. See ya. Bye.